In fact, we talk about being church family. One of the ways in which we are similar, very similar to being family, is that we go through periods of transition. And uh, families go through periods of transition. Kids are born, and that's a major event in the life of a church, or in life of a family, and in the life of a church as well. And then those children grow up, and they eventually, uh, we like to think, move on and make a home for themselves. And that's a time of transition for sure. It's for the parents, sometimes a very painful transition. But it also carries with it great joys and blessings of knowing that your child has become what you want them to be. And today, we're going through some transition as a church family. And it's filled with both wonderful joys and at the same time, at least for me, and I'm sure this is the case for others too, a a little bit of sadness. Because when transitions take place, if a kid leaves the home, it hurts. I remember remember falling on my knees when my son, my oldest son, was getting ready to move away for the first time. And crying, sobbing, because I was going to miss him so much. And there's a sense of sadness today as we are going to experience some transitions in leadership. And talk about that in a moment. And it's a wonderful experience. But... uh, At the same time, it does bring with us some sadness. I will not be falling on my knees sobbing before you today, just in case you're worried. What I would like right now, because we're not just focusing on our elders and those who are going to be transitioning today, but are actually focused on leadership in general. What I'd like, and I know this will will challenge some of you, but please uh, bear with me here. I would like for everyone who in any way is in leadership in our church to come and join me up here on the platform today. Anybody who is an elder, anybody who is a teacher, anybody who is a life group leader, anybody who is a ministry leader, um, I would, if you, I'd like all of you, if you're a member of staff, I'd like all of you to, if you would, please come up right now and join me up here on the platform. Elders, ministry leaders, life group leaders, teachers, staff. You don't all have to be in single file. You can, that's it, yes, perfect. You can get in different uh, layers here. Absolutely wonderful. Taking responsibility to lead in ministry in the church always carries, carries with it both joys and responsibilities. This can often be a challenge requiring much effort and sacrifice especially for those who serve in volunteer roles. Our church could do very little for God if there were not those who choose to give themselves over to leading in the church. We know that effective ministry can only happen if there are also the many of you still sitting in the pews who each also do the work God has appointed you, you to do in using your gifts for his service. But today is a day on which we are specifically honoring those who serve in roles of leadership. And to you who lead, we owe to you our appreciation. And in our society, when there is appreciation that needs to be displayed, we typically break out into applause. And I would like right now for all of us to applaud those who serve in our church in roles of leadership for the Lord. (laughs) 
Thank you very much, Ruben. You do. It might seem like a little thing for us to just call them up and have them uh, be here for a moment and for us to show our appreciation with applause. But at least it's a recognition that there are people in our church who continually sacrifice, make sacrifices for Christ, for the, the good of the body of Christ, who are giving themselves to the kingdom and God blesses richly their uh, ministry. So I'm grateful that we had a chance to at least have all of our leaders come up and for us to spend some time just saying to them, thank you very much for all that you do. Now, what I'd like right now is for um, all of you to take a seat, except for our elders and our elders' wives. And if there's any elders' wives out there, I'd like you to come up and join us up here, please. Our elders and our elders' wives. And what I want is for the elders to sit in these chairs and for the wives to stand behind their husbands. Okay? You'll have to figure out which one is your husband and stand behind the right one. I can do it. I know she... Will there be any elders' wives who can't figure out which one it is? Do you see yours? He's there. He's there. He's right there. There you go. And we have, we have one elder who's, who's not here today, but we have an elder's wife who is... In fact, we should have her sit in his chair. Don't you think? Judy? Very good. The elders asked me what the events of today would look like, and I'm afraid I didn't give them very much information. I wanted this to be a bit of a surprise. What I hope is that today, this morning, those who have the most responsible positions among us can feel honored and blessed. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17 says, The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor. Church, we are greatly blessed in that our elders direct the affairs of this church exceedingly well. Most of you have little knowledge, I think, of the responsibilities that these men have in serving the church as elders. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 28, Paul says, Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure about the church. Well, I have served as an elder, and I have served with these men as elders. I know that they daily feel this pressure about our church. I've now served with several sets of elders, and our eldership stands second to none of these when it comes to godliness, to concern for the church, to shepherding the flock, to desire to do God's will, to working hard in the kingdom, for possessing a quiet wisdom that sets an example for all of us. They contribute countless hours to ministering in our body. I have seen them in the hospital at the same time that I've seen some of you. I've seen them in your homes at the same time that we have been seeing you. I've seen them cry with you. I've seen them pray with you. I've seen them pray for you. I've seen them provide to you counsel. I have seen them teach you and lead you and guide you. And I've seen them do these things with a tremendous amount of humility and sincerity. 
I've seen them make the toughest of decisions. I've seen them set aside their own personal preferences for the greater good. I've heard them say, I'm sorry, when they think they've made mistakes. And I've heard them say, I forgive you, when others have wronged them. The Church of Jesus Christ is the most important organized group of people in the history of the world. And these men carry out well a major responsibility within that body. So to our elders, we want to take opportunity today to say thank you. We know that saying thank you comes up short as an appropriate response. You deserve our admiration, our respect, our appreciation, and even our submission to you as our elders. We want you to lead us, to guide us, to pray for us, to teach us, and to make decisions about our church that will be of blessing to us all. There's a sense in which we put our spiritual lives into your hands, and we are confident that God will bless you as you continue to lead our church family. We also today want to say thank you to the wives of our elders, and hence their presence up here today. You can't serve as an elder in the church of Jesus Christ without having the constant support of a godly spouse. And ladies, you are that. Our elders, each one, has this. Not only do these ladies serve in our body, but they carry the burden of their husband's burdens, being left alone on countless evenings because of some meeting or other ministry responsibility to which their husbands have been called. Elders simply don't elder alone. Their wives go with them into that role. And today we are also appreciative of the sacrifices made by the wives of our elders. So today, we want to give to each of you a symbol of our appreciation, our admiration, our respect, And it will look at first like there's not uh, so much significance to this, just a bunch of flowers. If I can get them out. How many preachers does it take to get flowers out of a... Thank you. Thank you very much. It takes one preacher and one savvy African who has helped to come and help me. There are actually, in each of these bundles, yeah, you could do that, that's fine. It's not just for the wives, okay? There is in each of these four, you can hold it for a moment and then pass it on to her, I think that's the trend. There are actually four roses in each of these bundles, and the roses represent something. One rose represents our common love for God. One rose represents the love we have for each elder's wife. One rose represents the love we have for each elder. And one rose represents the love we know that you feel as elders and as a couple for the flock over which God has made you overseers. Now again, in our society, church, it is typical for people to show their appreciation to others 
by giving a round of applause. And I'd like you to join me in extending to our elders uh, a display of that kind of appreciation. Thank you. I'd like Peter now, if he would, to come and to lead us in prayer. And after this, our, the elders' wives can be excused, which I think they're going to appreciate. We'll have the elders remain up here. Pete. Uh, just very briefly before I pray, I wanted to, uh, um, I guess, extend a personal thank you to all of you. Uh, I've never shared with any of them. I don't think that when I came here three years ago, I came here as a, a younger man. Um, who felt like I was uh, very spiritual. I felt like I knew almost everything and uh, that I was a, an incredible person. <laughs> um, what I want to thank you guys for is for putting me in my place. <laughs> As I got to know these seven guys, um, I, became on, I became honored to know you uh, the more time I got to spend spend in your meetings to see your hearts um, and to see your dedication and your selfless uh, just sacrifice uh, for this church and for God. Um, you've given me something to strive for in my life, so I, I want to thank you for that. So, Let's pray. God, as uh, these men and their wives uh, sit before us today, we must call upon you, Lord, uh, because although they are great uh, men and women, they're nothing without you, God. They're absolutely nothing without your blessing and without your spirit. So God, we pray this morning for your blessing to be upon their lives, uh, for your spirit, God, to be alive to be overflowing in their hearts. And God, we pray that you will uh, you will be the light that guides each of their lives, their hearts, their minds, their hands, God, uh, in all aspects, in their marriages, in their personal relationship with you, God. And then also, God, as they it extends outward towards us and his church family and where we're going, God, we pray that you'll powerfully be at work in their lives and in their hearts, and giving them the wisdom that's required for such a, a heavy task. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Pete. Ladies, you can uh, go take a seat if you like in the pews. I'll just share one uh, brief story this morning about these guys that I think uh, gives you an indication of exactly who they are. All of you know, or many of you know, that over the last few years, we've had our leadership group uh, go down to Post Falls, Idaho, and spend time with Real Life Ministries there, and to learn and grow and try and get a better understanding of what it means for us to be a church and how we can best serve the Lord. 
After our first visit down at Post Falls, one of the things that was really stressed when we were down there was the whole notion of alignment. The idea that if a church is going to carry forward and be all that it can be, that there needs to be within leadership in that church alignment. And so our elders came back from that particular event and they sat down together and for a number of meetings, they actually excused the staff. And uh, typically, you know, I, Peter and I were oftentimes uh, in with them, most often. I'm, I'm almost always in uh, the elders' meetings. But for a while, when they came back from there, they excused us, and we weren't part of all of their meetings. And the reason for that was because they felt like there needed to be among them personal and corporate alignment, that they needed to be on exactly the same page if the ministry in our church was going to move forward. And so they spent time together in meetings talking very frankly about their disagreements with each other, their agreements with each other, the disagreements they had with where we were or where we needed to be. And there was a real sense of unity that was created among our elders after that event of going to Post Falls and coming back and then creating alignment within us. I'm convinced that the creation of alignment among our elders is the most significant thing that has happened to us since I came here. And it took a great deal of self-sacrifice, self-reflection, for them to go through that exercise. And it's not easy to get a group of seven guys who have uh, all of them been around the block once or twice Get them together in a room and have them sit down and say, here's how I really feel. What do you think? And have honest, gut-level discussion take place. And I was so impressed that they were willing to do that. I'm sure there were some of them who thought, I'd rather not be here. I'd rather not have to go through this exercise. Guys at the best of times don't always like to share their most deep-felt concerns. And they did that with each other, and they did it honestly for you. They did it for the Lord. They did it because they wanted so much to to see the church progress and move forward and to find themselves absolutely aligned in the ministry of the church. And that was a great blessing. Well, this morning, our congregation will experience the resignations of three of our seven elders. David Bailey has been serving as an elder among us for about 15 years. Bud Ashby has been serving among us for about 10 years. And David Lidbury, after having served as an elder in other places, has been serving as an elder among us for about five years. I will miss the contribution each has made to our church, and more specifically, our leadership team. The role of elder in a church is, I think, too often taken for granted. These men do not stand up each Sunday and list for the church the things they've done for them in the previous seven days. And in a culture that tends to enjoy challenging leadership and negatively criticizing it, there's not enough admiration, respect, and dignity held in the minds of sheep toward their shepherds, as as is warranted. This is even more so the case when you have elders like Bud, David, and David who serve with such distinction. We as a church have been richly blessed by God with the elders he has appointed among us. Their collective wisdom, vision, commitment to the kingdom, godly character, 
devotion to scripture, cooperative spirit, willingness to work hard, willingness to make sacrifices, willingness to put their own interests aside for the greater good, desire to see the lost come to Christ, their care for people, their prayerful attitudes, and many other virtues make them worthy of the church's appreciation and admiration. We have been served well. Bud, David, and David, thank you for what you've done. If you can hear me the way I mean this this morning, the resignations of these three come at a good time, a healthy time, with a positive outcome for our church likely to be the result. I think each of these men would say that their resignations come at a time when the church is able to handle elder resignations. There's currently a high level of alignment within our leadership, a solid direction in which we are heading, a positive feeling that God has been blessing us, and a sense that healthy transitions within our leadership team can include the passing on of responsibilities from some current leaders to both incumbent leaders and to some new leaders who will make their own valuable contributions to leadership within our church. Transitions in leadership can be healthy. And in this case, the healthy benefits extend both to the future of the life of our church and to the personal futures of those who are resigning. No doubt the levels of service we enjoy in the cases of these three will be reduced in some ways, but largely it will simply be altered so that their official responsibilities will now change without any reduction in their devotion to the ministry of our church, to their support of its ministry, to the church's vision, and to the leaders they will in one sense now be following. In fact, because true shepherds shepherd, whether they're officially serving in the role of elder within a church or not, we will continue to see Bud, David, and David eldering within our body. So despite a certain sadness I feel in seeing such wonderful shepherds move aside, I look forward to the ways in which God will use this occasion to bless our church. Leadership change can bring about opportunities and renewal. Leadership change can propel forward a church's ministry in ways not previously experienced. Think of what the church would have been like if Paul had not become an apostle, supplementing the ministry of those who had been with Jesus when he ministered on earth. Among us, whom will God raise up to do wonderful things as new shepherds, who would not have taken on a new role had our experienced elders never transitioned from their roles? In what new ways will our church's ministry be enhanced because the dynamic among our leaders has been altered? Guided by God's Spirit, just as the Spirit was guiding us when those resigning this morning served as designated elders. And so, to me, this all looks good. Bud, David, and David have served well and deserve to make a transition. They've helped to put us in a position where God can build on what they've done to create a blessed future for our church. And I greatly look forward to the days ahead. I've got some special presentations now to uh, each of our resigning elders, after which each of them will, for a couple of minutes, address the congregation. And so we're going to go in uh, order of longevity of service, and so, uh, reverse order, that is, in terms of longevity of service. So we'll start with David Lidberry, and then Bud, and then David uh, Bailey. And so, David Lidberry. Yes, 
We have, we have been exceedingly blessed to have you serve as an elder among us. And we have this to, uh, that you can take home and put on a wall in your office or something. This says, The Calvary Church of Christ, in appreciation to our shepherd, David Lidbury, for years of selfless service and for leadership in the church, by which you have helped to advance the cause for which Christ died, November 20th, 2011. God bless you. And thank you for your service. We can talk now. Well, first of all, I would like to uh, express my appreciation to all of you as members of the Calgary Church of Christ for allowing me to be an elder in this congregation. Uh, I have learned things over the past five years that I'm sure will help me be a better person as hopefully I go on for a number more years. But uh, I want to also assure you that I'm not leaving the eldership because I'm unhappy with the direction that this church is going. But uh, there does come a time in people's lives when they know that it's time to make a change. And uh, that time is for is now for me. I was uh, thinking of uh, all of the uh, years that have passed since I've been part of uh, uh, church and parachurch organizations, and it, it dawns on me that uh, three of the remaining elders at one time were students of mine at Western Christian College. <laughs> and uh, as, I, as I think about that, since uh, David Bailey and I are leaving as, uh, I think, the oldest uh, members of the eldership team, uh, it is with some pleasure that I uh, give that role now to Wayne McCaig. <laughs> I also want to assure you that uh, Shirley and I are uh, not planning to retire from church or to abandon relationships that have grown or been developed during the time that we have been here. As I mentioned, I've participated for a number of years in uh, leadership roles in congregations and also in parachurch organizations. And I'm looking forward to uh, encouraging and following the dynamic leadership of, of uh, some new people as they take on roles of being elders in this particular congregation. I believe that this congregation is in a, a wonderful position to grow organically and to grow numerically. I believe that uh, Kelly is doing a wonderful job as our lead minister. Many of you are doing great jobs leading ministries or care groups or simply going about impacting the people that you meet each day for Jesus Christ. Peter is impacting the lives of young people in a great way. And so we're grateful for all of the leadership uh, talents that are here. And as I think about that, I'm very optimistic about the future of the congregation. As I think about our congregation, I, I see a number of different uh, 
cultural groups, a number of people from different countries and language groups. And I'm reminded that this must be somewhat like the early church was like after Pentecost. And so, brothers and sisters, I believe we are in a great time and a great place. And my prayer is that we will all allow God's Spirit to lead and touch our lives in such a way that great things can be accomplished for Jesus Christ in this place, even as it was in the early church after Pentecost. Thank you so much. Bud? Of the elders who would least like to be put on the spot today and have to say something to our church, I think it would be Bud. But Bud, you've served well among us, and we're so grateful for the years of service that you've given to our church family. So to the Calgary, the Calgary Church of Christ, in appreciation to our shepherd, Bud Ashby, for years of selfless service and for leadership in the church, by which you've helped to advance the cause for which Christ died November 20th, 2011. I'll give this to you as a, a show of our appreciation. It's inadequate, but we love you. Thanks, Gary. Kelly's right. I'd, I'd really rather not be up here. I'm much more comfortable serving back there. However, I should also tell you that Kelly assured us Tuesday night in our meeting that he wouldn't do anything to embarrass us in this. And I knew that he'd missed it as soon as I saw the chairs up here. I knew that he hadn't quite delivered on that promise. But uh, Marlene and I have had had the opportunity uh, for the last, actually it's 11 and a half years now, uh, to serve as an elder couple with the congregation. And, uh, man, it's hard to believe it's been that long. Um, <clears throat> during that time, we, we've seen lots of change, uh, lots of challenges, and lots of growth. Uh, but for me personally, now is a good time to step away, at least for a while. As Kelly and David have both commented, uh, I, I really believe that this is a good time uh, a good time and a good place in this congregation's history for some changes in the makeup of our leadership group. Uh, I think as churches go, we're in a pretty healthy and positive position. And we're not a perfect church, um, but as churches grow, we are, as churches go, we are healthy, and, and I'm really encouraged by the, the positive outlook uh, for our congregation. We are growing numerically, and I really believe we're growing spiritually as I see people committed uh, to maturing in their personal uh, discipleship. The direction is solidly set with our our mission and our vision. Uh, The emphasis on our life groups and the participation in our life groups is at a point now that uh, is, I think it's the highest it's been in the uh, 11-plus years that I've been involved as an elder. And uh, we have a very solid leadership core. Uh, the remaining four elders, uh, the ministry leaders, the ministry staff we have, the, the life group leaders that we have, um, 
we are in a in a good position with a very solid leadership core. Some of you who who know me well know that uh, when I became an elder, when I accepted that appointment, uh, I did it with a significant apprehension and, and reluctance. Uh, reflecting back on it, though, I, I do see that in the time that that Marlene and I have been involved in this way, uh, I do see that there have been some real benefits. And, and I've got to admit that most of those benefits that I see are for me personally. I believe I've, I've grown through working uh, with these elders, with our ministry staff, with our ministry leaders, uh, and with leaders in other church groups that we've been involved with over that time. I've grown through the personal involvement in, in the lives of many of, of you, personal lives. Uh, you know, your successes, your hurts. And I've, uh, I've grown through the uh, constant exposure uh, to the prayerful outlook of many of you and all of these guys. And while I've benefited, well, I have benefited by it, and, uh, I hope that Marlene and I have, have made a contribution to many of you, too. <laughs> this wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I wrote this out last night, this didn't happen. So while I won't be formally involved as an elder uh, from this day forward, at least for now, uh, Marlene and I do intend to continue to be as involved in, in the congregation and in your lives as we have been. In fact, I've, I've told these guys that uh, I intend to do virtually everything that I have been doing. It's just... I'll do it without the formal designation of elder. I've even told them that if they need me on a Tuesday night to attend a meeting, I'll even do that. As I close, I, I'm aware of, of two very specific uh, needs for this congregation. Uh, one is, is a need for additional leaders. Uh, leaders that will complement and support and encourage uh, the leadership core that's already in place. Uh, uh, collectively, everybody brings individual strengths, strengths and gifts and abilities to the leadership group. And there's no one of these guys, certainly not myself, that have all of the gifts and abilities that this congregation needs. So the, the broader uh, collection of individuals with their gifts that participate in leadership the more effective uh, we can be. And one of the real needs that I see is our, our congregation is really growing uh, multiculturally. As you look around our group, uh, we have a lot of uh, what would be viewed as visible minorities on it. We have none of those on our leadership group or in our senior leadership group. And so I really see that that's an opportunity for our congregation in developing additional leaders. But in addition to leaders, we need committed followers. Uh, no one can effectively lead if no one is prepared to follow. So by definition, if you aren't a leader, you need to be a follower. And not a blind follower, but a committed, sincere, and caring follower uh, who will encourage your leaders. So personally, I intend to be an exemplary follower from this day on. My thanks to you, 
My thanks to Marlene and the family, and to all you guys. Thank you. David Bailey. David has been serving longer than uh, any of the other elders, and it's been a rich blessing for our church to have a man of David's wisdom, his desire for the Word of God, his sincerity, uh, his moral character. There's just so much about David uh, that is to be appreciated and loved, and he has been a, a wonderful example of a servant leader within our church family. The Calgary Church of Christ, in appreciation to our shepherd David Bailey for years of selfless service and for leadership in the church, by which you have helped to advance the cause for which Christ died. We give this to you for your years of service, and you are so uh, honored today, I hope, and and feel blessed uh, by our appreciation for you. Thank you. David and Bud came up with one piece of paper. I got three here, so. Either they write small or I write too big. I guess the first thing I should say, because I don't want to forget it, is that I want to thank the congregation for the privilege that you've given me to serve as an elder and a shepherd. Uh, I uh, I appreciate that, and uh, when I uh, when I thought about being an elder nearly 16 years ago, I I think I made a a thoughtful decision about it, and uh, what I didn't. Uh, really think through was where the other end was and I probably have stayed longer than was maybe good for for me and but I appreciate your patience for letting me hang around and I've been uh, I've been fortunate or maybe blessed would be a better word to uh serve with active, uh, faithful, and uh, elders who had a great trust for trust in God and a great desire to serve Him. Uh, when I came into the eldership, uh, Cecil Bailey and Kevin Clark Richie Reed, Bill Rubel were the elders at that time, and uh, it was uh, a good experience to learn from them and uh, to join with them. And, uh, and of course, the uh, the six elders that I presently serve with, and John Casella was with us for a time, and. Uh, I have to thank all of them for for making the experience of being an elder a positive experience. 
I don't think any person, and I'm certainly not me, could be an elder on their own. Uh, it's the uh, encouragement and the uh, sometimes prodding and uh, uh, just uh, the prayers and uh, it is a small it's like a small group and uh, they they have provided me with uh, a lot of encouragement and uh, I, I thank them for that uh, the role of elders is to uh, Lead and lead, and uh, try to guide the congregation uh, to equip you for uh, service to to the Lord. And uh, I uh, I think that all the elders I've known would would like to feel that uh, you didn't see us so much as you saw God working through us. Uh, at the end of the day, I think we would like to feel that you felt that we uh, encouraged you to serve God, we encouraged you to praise God, we encouraged you to honor God and uh, live for Him. As uh, Kelly talked about transitions and uh, Well, they happen. All all things have to be re, to be renewed, or they they don't function well. Uh, businesses, uh, the uh, the older leaders retire, and new people come up, and uh, that's that's the way it works. So. I guess the good news for you is that you have this great opportunity to choose yourself some new elders over the coming months ahead and uh, uh, appoint them to join the what will be the existing group of elders. And I looked at a list not too long ago that somebody had made up of men in our congregation who were of the right age and the good faithful people and it's just an amazing amazing group that you have to to look to to choose new leaders for yourself and these these men you will be choosing from their they're good, faithful men of God, and they're well capable of being strong leaders among us. And I guess I would ask that you would be faithful in prayer for these men, uh, that you would ask God to to raise up men who would be elders for you, raise up men who would be leaders in the congregation. You need to encourage them to serve. Uh, we, we, need to, we need you uh, to do that. We, 
and we need these men to serve. The future's bright. God can and he will do great things through Christians who are willing to surrender their lives to him, uh, Christians who want to serve. He wants to work through you. Uh, One of the things that we know and uh, is we've talked about since we've gone to the relational discipleship and that is that it's not about us but it's it's all about God and his love for us and uh, his mercy his great grace for us that he showed through Jesus Christ uh, and that's what we need to focus on. Uh, I, I guess, lastly, I w- would say, and Kelly had mentioned it earlier, none of us can uh, function effectively as an elder without our family support, uh, our wives supporting us, and... Uh, I thank Faye for being her support, and I thank our family. Uh, and so, again, thank you for supporting uh, your eldership, uh, for supporting me, for your prayers. And uh, we're not going to go anywhere. We'll be hanging around and coming and probably sitting in our seat we've always sat in for I don't know how many years. And uh, So we'll be around. Thank you. Just a couple of comments here at the end. We have, uh, at this point, established no timeline for the appointment of new elders, uh, but we're praying for God to lead us toward that end, if it's his will. We're requesting the, the church's prayers about the appointment of new elders and about the process and timing for their appointment. Gary, Jack, John, and Wayne will continue to serve as our elders, and we look forward to the ways in which God will bless their leadership. The leadership team is actually in the process of formulating a long-term plan for elder training and mentorship, whereby younger men, perhaps even uh, over a period of years, can be prepared to one day assume the role of elder. 1 Timothy 3.1 says, Here's a trustworthy saying. Whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. And we're hoping that there are many of you men out there who are specifically desiring one day to be an elder in the Lord's church. We hope you'll be praying about your acceptance of the opportunity to enter into a process of training that will take you someday toward that end. Uh, And that you will someday accept the role of shepherding, which, as I mentioned before, is a leadership role within the most important organized group of people that there is in existence, the Church of Jesus Christ. It's been a wonderful morning in which we've had occasion to honor these uh, men, and especially those who are stepping aside from the role of elder. We have been so blessed, church, so blessed uh, in the elders that we have that have served us for a long time now. Um, I just I can't think of a better situation for me uh, to come into than to serve along with these fellows. It has been absolutely 
uh, a highlight in my life. And so I'm grateful for those who uh, have served, those who are stepping aside. I've been so grateful for them. And I look forward to our continued relationship and opportunity to serve with them. Those who will continue in the role of elders and those new ones who are appointed, I think God is just going to use that leadership in our church in a very significant way. And it's all good. It's all a rich blessing. I'd like for you all, if you would, to stand now. We're going to sing uh, one more song. And I'm assuming that there's one of our elders who's going to do our clothes for today. Excellent. Well, thanks for everyone for being here this morning. Hopefully uh, this time has been encouraging to you as you uh, step out in a new week and uh, look for opportunity to serve God. Uh, th- there's a pretty good crowd here right now. Uh, and th- there was a really, really good class here at 945, and th- there was a lot of people that weren't in class. I would really encourage you to uh, uh, plan to be a class next Sunday morning. Um, I don't know what uh, Kelly's teaching on, uh, but if you want to be sort of challenged, be be in Kevin's class next week. He's uh, making you think outside their comfort zones, and uh, thank you for that, Kevin. I guess before I leave in prayer, I guess I'd also want to say to the three guys that are leaving that I will certainly miss miss the three. uh, uh, David Lidbury always brings the uh, element of wisdom to our meetings, uh, but Ashby he's he's keeps us on the straight and narrow with the due process and and then there's Dave Bailey he's uh, he always has that moment of sober second thought so uh, we'll, we'll miss the, the three guys let's go to God in prayer Holy God as we come to you this morning acknowledge you as our God the creator of the universe, the giver of life. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege we have of knowing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And I pray that you'll be with each member of this congregation that's here this morning, that you'll help us in our faith walk, that indeed our faith will grow stronger as we uh, uh, get to know Jesus better. I pray, Lord, a special blessing on the teachers of classes and of your word and uh, at this congregation that you'll bless them with uh, with a knowledge of your word with wisdom and energy as they teach especially lord uh, the teachers of the uh, children that indeed you'll bless that ministry that uh, the young people of this congregation will have a opportunity to grow up in faith and that they will uh, be encouraged here as well as in their homes. Holy God, I ask a special blessing on Kelly as he uh, continues to uh, be the lead minister of this congregation, that you'll bless his uh, insight into your word, that you'll indeed bless the the scriptures as they are preached from this pulpit, that it'll uh, be effective in, in uh, challenging us to... Uh, to, on, to go on to greater faith, to uh, have living faith that indeed uh, we will uh, be better servants in your kingdom. I pray through Christ's name. Amen.